I don't want a cold open long this week. Okay. Uh, but you mentioned malls, so I will say there was a point uh, when I was 12 or 13 where uh, I really wanted to get my ears pierced. I didn't cool. have a guardian with me to do so. so. So my sister bought earrings from Claire's, and then in the, like, locker hallway room at Macomb Mall, like, where the bathrooms are at, mm-hmm. she just tried to shove it through for a very long time, and it, it didn't cool. work. I remember in middle school, this kid wanted his ear pierced, and another kid had a, a Nightmare Before Christmas-like button. Yeah. And so at lunch, we heated it up with a lighter and tried to pierce his ear at lunch. Wow. Did not go well. We didn't get through. He bled a bunch, but we did not get all the way through. Yeah. He screamed very loud. It's an awful story. He screamed real loud, and we're like, oh, we'll stop. He's like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Just switch it up a little bit. I want to say, watch the Scooby-Doo. What year did that come out in? 2002? 2002. Wow, on the money. Wow. So good at what I do. Um, Yeah, we watched Scooby-Doo. And uh, I reckon in the beginning we'll probably have some Scooby-Doo stories to tell. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, you, I'm sure. Can I have, a que- I have a question for you also? Did you do any research into this film? While we were watching it, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't have any off the top of my head right All right. Now. Well, let's get to the news. Sorry, it's not the news. It's... The mail. The mail. Scooby-Doo, 2002, already said that. Scooby-Doo, where are you? You've got some work to do now. Someone, this, a portion of the song written on this one. Oof. These are always my favorite uh, letters whenever someone just gave it a good licking. I was listening to one of our old episodes while I was doing it, and you were complaining about it not being licked enough. I was like, oh, I'll show him. <laughs> yeah, this one got licked. Scooby-Doo, 2002. Scoob. Don't watch this movie. Two out of ten. So, Chris, what's your experience with Scooby Doo 2002? Scooby Doo 2002. I mean, obviously, it was huge. I think that's this is one of those movies, um, you know, like Shrek or Robots or whatever that I think for like our generation was just like something, Mm -hmm. or like Shark Tale, just like one of those things that like Mm -hmm. we've all seen a million times. I'm not saying, like, these are all things we objectively, like, loved, but... uh, I don't think I've ever seen Shark Tale. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. Just those, like, the DreamWorks. Just DreamWorks. (laughs) Is this a DreamWorks film? No. DreamWorks films are are always animated. Always animated? Yeah. Okay. Well, you learn something every day. Um, Yeah. This one, for some reason, is just lumped into that category of just, like, film I've seen a thousand times. I think they're very specifically in that category of films I've seen a thousand times that are garbage that my yeah. parents just sat me down in front of so I shut up for a while and it worked yeah uh, Charlie's Angels was also one that yep. I had sat down Absolutely, in front of a yeah. lot should not yeah. have been but yeah I sure was yeah I just saw the little dance Cameron Diaz does in that film and I was like yeah yeah. I, I was watching and I was like how was I guess I was so young that that just wasn't a sexual awakening <laughs> you know what I mean I was like watching it and I was like that like I don't even remember being phased or like mo- no- noting it down mentally, you know what I mean? I do. I remember being phased, but not understanding it. Being okay. like, <laughs> okay, and like watching it, and being like, cool, cool. I like not having. The words, <laughs> I think this is cool. <laughs> not having the words to like describe it, but being like, I'm good. Everyone's gone. I'm gonna snag this DVD and I'm gonna watch this again, for no reason, just to watch it again and be like, interesting. Okay. <laughs> like a little scientist. Um, but Scooby-Doo was also just uh, astronomical, like out of this world for me. That was, um, I guess, just a one step in the long line of me being kind of a horror hound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I can remember very specifically probably being in like the 8 to 10 range. And I had a neighbor growing up who was eh, about five-ish years old, like somewhere in that range. Like he was probably like 13, 14, maybe 15. 
And uh, I remember hanging out one time, and in all sincerity, I was like, uh, you should spend the night tonight, which he never did, even though he lived next door. Uh, I always wanted him to, but I, my way of trying to talk him into doing it this time was like, I was like, we can watch the Scooby-Doo tapes I have, and then we can like pretend like we're getting really scared and hide under the blankets or whatever. And he was Didn't like, work? no, he liked co- <laughs> he liked corn and like uh, the Gears of War stuff, you know, like okay, he was yeah. a little too... yeah past scooby-doo the thing about it too was also i think at that time scooby-doo was still scaring me a little bit <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i think that's why i was like we could pretend to be scared is because i think initially i was saying well when i'm watching them alone sometimes i get spooked and he was like are you joking kind of thing i was like yeah big joke let's uh we could just pretend to be scared <laughs> so yeah uh scooby-doo was huge for me um this in terms of the things that uh this is such a weird one because like everything in it was in there somewhere exactly yeah but didn't really like give me that hot nostalgia hit exactly it you was know? just like yeah i remember this i don't remember it being like this but i aesthetically remember all of this and i remember all of very the aesthetic scenes. yeah, yeah. um yeah that was probably the biggest disappointment we watched it the other day because you were down bad that was down bad. It's a down bad. It's been the, it's been the down bad house. Yeah, I can't even speak. That's how down bad this house is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so we, we we were sitting around and I was like, you know, it's gonna really just perk us up. Let's watch this take a nice little trip down memory lane. And it didn't really go that way. No, it did not. Yeah, I will also note something I've probably talked about frequently in the podcast. Um, Scrappy do do being a beefcake. You bet your sweet ass I was all over that. As oh, a kid. I know as you I, were, yeah. yeah, as I told you. It, all you had to be was a beefcake, and I was I was into it. Perhaps that's maybe why uh, I've always been a professional wrestling fan. <laughs> My lizard brain is just predisposed to... Beef. <laughs> yeah, beef. <laughs> uh, what about uh, what about you? Do you want to talk about your... Do you have like anything... Um, I, I, I think I have a very similar experience with you, except for the, the, the embarrassing myself in front of an older boy part of yeah. the story. Uh, yeah, no, just watch this uh, all the time as a kid. Um, and yeah, I remember a lot of this. I remember Sugar Ray being in it. I remember the big purple monsters. I remember going to Spooky Island. I remember Mr. Bean. I remember Scrappy Doo. Uh, I like. I remember the souls in the bowl. Like I remember yeah. all of it. Yeah. Um, I remember them going to like the fake set and stuff like that and having the fart fight. I remember the little stinger at the end of the right before the credits. Uh-huh. Uh Just I didn't remember. I guess you never do, but I didn't remember it being boring. Yes. Like, that's the biggest... Like, yeah. you're right. This is a trip down memory lane. Like, it's full of nostalgia, but I watch it, and I go down that lane, and I go, oh, Mom and Dad used to fight a lot, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that kind of memory lane. It's just... It's not great. Um, oh, shit. I have... The only really good memory I have about this movie is watching it with my grandfather, my grandfather was an old Italian man, spoke English, but not super well. Mm-hmm. Me and him didn't communicate a lot. Um, but every now and then we would. And I remember very specifically, like, the end credits of this when they're both eating the peppers. Mm-hmm. My grandfather just laughing his ass off. Just oh, yeah? Just stone cold through this whole movie. But when they're, like, just the, they're overheating from the peppers at the end, oh, my grandfather loved that. Like, that, that was the biggest thing me and my grandfather used to do is we would watch old cartoons. Uh-huh. Oh, and he would just howl. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was a great time. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's, that's actually yeah. great. I wish this movie achieved that more. Um, yeah. But Scooby-Doo looks... Like a dead dog, yeah. Awful. Yeah, it's hard to look at. Yeah. I don't like looking at him. I don't like thinking about him. This Here's movie's... a soft pitch. Do you think it would have been better or worse if it were Who Framed Roger Rabbit style animated? I think it would have been better. The dog? Okay. I think it, I, it's got to be like, for the times, people would have been like, oh, this looks old. This looks like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We got a, yeah. we got CGI now. Toy Story just happened. Mm. You see how good that dog looked? It looked about the same in Spain. And I'll give a this is something I'll give props to in today. I think that's a good thing about where movies are at these days. If you took a chance like that, most people would probably let you go ahead and yeah, give it a, a go. Yeah, there's a whole movie that came out a few years ago with Harrison Ford and a, a computer dog. Yeah. 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 But also, you know what would probably worked in this movie? Huh. Just a dog. Yeah, I, I, I feel like a lot of the stuff they could have just gotten a dog to do. I don't yeah. know how you'd pull off the him in the suitcase, suitcase. Exactly, yeah. You know? Um, you, you know what you do? Huh? You get the suitcase prop that they obviously had, 
and then you get four fake little dog legs that you have uh, running underneath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. Um, but yeah, that would honestly be the, the 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 cream of the crop is just get a dog, and even if you have to like animate his mouth talking, I feel like that would even look better. Than yeah, what we've you all did. seen Airbuds, or yeah, like I feel like a lot of those dog movies that came out around yeah. this time, the dogs just wouldn't, their mouths just wouldn't move. And it's just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think more or less expensive to have dog on site, dog handler on site, as opposed to full CGI dog? At the time, probably more, but I'd say now, less. Okay. I hear, from what I hear, listen, I haven't worked on a movie this big. Yeah. Or a movie at all. Mm-hmm. I hear dogs and cats are, uh, just animal training in general is a huge pain in the ass. And it's like hey can this dog do this thing and the trainer will be like yeah give yeah. us two weeks it'll definitely happen and then two weeks come and they go okay uh we can do it but uh, my hand has to be on his back while he's doing it does that work <laughs> it could though put him in a full green man suit the dog no the man who has to hold his back yeah chris that's a great idea you should work for movies in 2002 <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it would have some hiccups um. Yeah, I think that's what the okay. There are a lot of problems with this movie. Spoilers. I don't like it. I, I, gut reaction. Watching it with you, I was like, this is probably the closest thing. Although it's still miles away, it's probably the closest thing that we've watched in a while to like a Thirteen Ghost, where it's just kind of oh, yeah. like it happens. At least this one is comprehensible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't look hor. It looks like Thirteen Ghosts <laughs> yeah. a lot of the times, but it doesn't look awful. Yeah. So you can still follow this movie, but that doesn't mean that it's stopping to get you interested in the ride. Yeah. You can just come along if you'd like, is how I describe this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, otherwise, well, oh, I didn't even finish my fucking thought. Uh, so yeah, huge hindrance on this film. The dog is not likable. The dog is the name of the movie. Yeah. And if you like, fuck up the dog. And, like, I don't hate him. I just hate looking at him. Yeah. Like, I, I he, I think he's got his moments. I think he's funny. Yeah, I like him in the suitcase. Moments. Um, it's just, yeah, he just looks so unsettling. Yeah. That the moments when he's gone, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, this movie's a little bit weaker without him performance-wise, but also, I gotta look at him. And before we move on from Dog, we'll talk about Cast. You love Cast. You think Cast is perfect. I think Cast is pitch perfect. I'm going to say Cast cast is pretty much perfect. Yeah, Yeah. we were talking about it when we watched it. At first, I was like, "Ah, I don't know. But then, like, just to jump ahead for a moment, I really think around third act, it kind of starts hitting something akin to a stride. And I was like, you know what? I like all these guys. Yeah. You know, they're finally in... Like, when they're up on the ropes and they're, like, making the plan happen, I was like, I like this. Yeah. This is neat, but... And Shaggy's having to explain to Scooby, like, a sacrifice is not a good thing to be. Like, yeah, that's a yeah. funny gag. Yeah. I assume a lot of that's probably still pretty much intact from, like, whatever the first couple versions of, of, of uh, Suicide Squad Man script was. Yeah. That's the at least the feeling I got once the third act hit was I was like, this is probably pretty much intact. Yeah. From what I was reading... Um, but I could I, be wrong. By by what I was reading, I mean IMDb trivia. <laughs> um, I think, from my understanding, what happened is James Gunn wrote a script. Yeah. It was going to be rated PG-13. They were going to be smoking pot, and Velma and Daphne were going to be a couple and stuff hey, like that. Hey, would be a huge hit today. Yeah. That'd be a great idea today. And uh, we just got to wait for Scooby-Doo to, to hit public domain, and then we're, we're off to the races. Um, wait, pause. You said public domain. Have you seen the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh? That's why I said it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, awful. Um, isn't it so fucked up that Mickey Mouse is like 30 years past being in public domain and it just hasn't happened? How about uh, Mr. Mouse? Mr. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Disney specifically has like lobbied him multiple times to... Did you hear what I just said? You said Winnie the Pooh. Did I? Yeah. I feel like I said Mickey Mouse. No, you said Winnie the Pooh, I thought. Uh, we can check the tape, but I'm... I thought I thought I said isn't messed up at Mickey Mouse, and then you went. You know what is more messed up, Mr. Mouse. And I was huh. like, what is this boy doing to me? Well, one of us made a mistake. Uh, now we've made ourselves clear. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the script was PG thirteen, I believe, and then they shot it, uh-huh. and it was rated R. And then they did a bunch of reshoots and like CGI covering up of boobs and stuff. 
and made this movie, so shots from this are shots from that rated R version. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I want a rated R Scooby-Doo. No, don't need that. That's not needed. But I'd like a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, like, yeah. hey, here's something for Dad. Yeah, like a soft PG-13. Yeah, exactly. You know, very soft. Yeah. PG-13 sounds harsh, but a soft. Yeah, like I want like an Indiana Jones level Scooby-Doo. Yeah. 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 Um, the plot of this Wait, Let me correct myself. I don't want it. I don't need it. <laughs> if it happens, I'll watch it. If you found it? If someone released it? Yeah. You'd check it out? If if You mean the on uh, the other cut of this movie? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Should that happen with um movie with the kangaroo? Kangaroo Jack, yeah. Kangaroo Jack. Okay. The, wow, that's like uh, very similar to Scooby-Doo. Yeah, or same huh. time, yeah. Kangaroo, yeah. Kangaroo Jack was shot and done, and can't think of his name, but the guy who starred in it, uh-huh. the main guy, I know, was like, I dropped Dong in that movie. <laughs> and then people, like, test audience saw it and thought, oh, I thought this was a movie about a, a, a cartoon kangaroo, and they're like, well, I guess we gotta make it, re-edit it and make it a movie about a cartoon kangaroo. Where do I really know Anthony Anderson? It says uh, he was in The Departed, Transformers, Transformers. Scream 4. Yeah, Scream 4. Yeah, I remember that cameo. 4, yeah. yeah, I remember Transformers, yeah. Agent Cody Banks 2. I'm sure that's a treasure trove mm-hmm. of unlocked memories oh, waiting to be. we should do those for sure. Yeah. You know what I was actually also thinking is perhaps we should have just gone ahead and watched the second Scooby-Doo so we could talk about it now. Do you want to stop real quick? <laughs> no, it's okay. I suppose we'll revisit it at some point. I'd hope uh, that. Because <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, kind of. I'm very interested. Because from what I remember of the second Scooby-Doo is they're like, hey, well, we just had all the monsters from the cartoon of this instead of yeah. fucking spooky island monsters. Well, because that was something I was just about to say. How do you feel about the plot of this thing? Like, just the whole sco- uh, spooky island thing and the kids with the souls and the yada, yada, yada? Well, I think... When I think about it and what it's supposed to be... Yeah. The idea of the gang breaking up and then having to come back on this island called yeah. Spooky Island, uh-huh. which is so ham-fisted it almost works. Yeah. And having to solve this mystery where they get to the point where it's... Basically, at the end, they're like, oh, this is magical spooky shit. Yeah. But also, it's still a man in a mask. Kind mm. of. I really like that. But yeah. for what this movie ends up being, which is just a, a kid's kid's movie. Yeah. Just yeah. make it an episode of Scooby-Doo. I feel like that would have worked better. You know what's interesting is you actually just brought something to my attention. There is a version of that that works. That plot point did not land at all. The, the part where it's they always handle a guy with a mask. This time it's real. Yeah. That didn't land for me at all. But that's a great way to twist that, right? But yeah, but it's both. Yeah. It's real, but also... It was scrappy or whatever. Yeah, it's also a man in a mask at the same time, but then he becomes a supernatural monster at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That is an interesting little twist that I feel like could land well. And like, there's all that with like them, you know, growing apart and then coming back together. And that being in there makes it feel like this movie is just, it's trying every chance it can get to take a step into a good direction. Yeah. And it just can't. There's no way it's going to happen in this movie. Yeah. So for what this movie is, just take all that out, mm-hmm. make it a wacky, fun, funny movie. Yeah. Where Scooby Doo's farting and running around in suitcases and stuff <laughs> like that. My point is twofold. One, I agree with you. I think that something that definitely hindered this movie is that it didn't feel enough like Scooby Doo. Where are you? And it felt a little more like, at least what I remember, like uh, Where Are You, Scooby Doo, like the. The, like the 2004 2005 cartoon and some of like though that era of like scooby-doo what's a new scooby-doo yeah what's new scooby-doo um and that era of like animated films that scooby-doo did yeah. and it doesn't feel enough like I mean, I bread and butter scooby-doo kind of my i haven't seen him probably since i was young enough to see this movie so i don't really have a say in it but i remember not minding those movies because i just feel like good scooby-doo cartoons still well, what I was going to say, my other point is, I feel like, because this predates it a little bit, this stuff does, um, I feel like things like Scooby-Doo, Alien Invasion, Cyber Chase, and like Witch's Ghost would probably end up, honestly, those three are probably significantly better movies than this live action one. Oh, I'd say so, probably. I actually would really, oh, and Zombie Island. Uh-huh. I'd actually really like to do perhaps a follow-up episode <laughs> where we watch a couple of those. My votes are Witch's Ghost and Zombie Island, because those two the huge ones minor which is ghost and cyber chase so we'll have to do something about that maybe we'll just watch all three i think they can't be more than like an hour long that's three hours though <laughs> hopefully they're made for tv and they're 45 minutes long yeah we'll see what happens but um yeah so 
the story, as you were saying a second ago, there was that thing that, you know, the, the, the subversion that, like, should hit, doesn't hit. Um, there's a lot about this movie that almost works. Exactly. Like, I like the idea of the opening, but it ends up kind of falling flat a little bit. Um, I think... Because it's a tricky thing. With characters like this, you don't have to spend a lot of time with... Um, sort of setup or like exposition because they're so in the public knowledge but at the same time it's a new cast playing these characters so you have to spend a little bit of time so you feel like you know them you know what I mean and I feel like that's one of the problems with the movie for me personally is like the reason why I think by the third act I'm like I like these guys is because that's how long it kind of took me to warm up to all these guys and like them you yeah. know what I mean it's it's. I wish the movie would have accomplished that quicker. Is all I'm saying. Like, yeah, because uh, it's a little strange. They do the thing at the beginning. I love the bit at the beginning. Yeah, where it's an old Scooby Doo cartoon. Yeah. They're all in like the classic outfits and stuff. But it is a little strange because, uh, like you're saying, it has to start so you can get a sense of, hey, this is what this friend is like, and this is what this Daphne is like. But Velma, pretty close to spot on. Pretty yeah. close to who she is in the cartoons. And then Shaggy and Scooby-Doo are one-for-one one with the cartoons, yeah. and it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be, it'd be pretty cool if this movie just started, and it's like, hey, you know who. Yeah. You know the gang. You know the gang. Um, They're going to Spooky Island, okay? Yeah, because the other thing is that they break up very quick, spend no time broken up. And that's, I feel like uh, that's another thing. How much time passes in this movie? Well, that's what I was going to say, like, because I don't want them to spend a lot of time with them broken up, necessarily. But how about this as an alternative? Instead of just getting Shaggy and Scooby, a scene that length, but for each of them, perhaps? Uh, from what I read, there was, but it just it made that scene too long. Yeah? Because, like I said, it's it's basically you get that like five-minute chunk in the beginning, which is fine. Yeah. Then you get like a maybe five-minute scene with the Scooby thing. And they're smoking weed, but not smoking weed. I do like that. They're yeah. cooking burgers in there, so when they come out of the van, there's just yeah. a bunch of smoke I pouring like out that. after them. I even liked it as a kid. It was one step in a long line of me from the ages of 8 to 11 being like, all I want to do when I get older is smoke pot. Hell yeah. Like when uh, Harold and Kumar came on County Central, every time I was like, this is all I want. I want some dude I live with and neither of us have girlfriends and we just smoke weed and make dick jokes all day. This is sick. The exact opposite was me. I was so afraid of it. And then when I was 14, <laughs> someone had to hold me down and be like, you're going to smoke dope with us. And I was like, okay. But, um... Uh, then you get the Scooby stuff on the plane where he's pretending to be a woman. That's a good gag. I like that. I do. It is. But at that point so far, I just feel like nothing's been done masterfully enough for the breakneck pace to also kind of achieve me caring yet. You know what I mean? This movie just whips by. Yeah. It just That's the problem. Is like it, it literally passes by so quick. <laughs> and then from that point on, they're on Zombie Island. Not Zombie Island. Spooky Island, yeah. basically. Um... But before we get too far, okay, yeah, it's the most confusing part about this movie to me. Yeah, is it starts they're dressed like it's the seventies. Yeah, and then America's Sweetheart in the nineties, Pamela Anderson shows up, and I'm like, okay, and then it flash forward, it, it, it jumps forward in time um, to yeah. where we are now. And Fred, Can we pause in the middle of this pause. Why does she show up again? Cause she, was they, that a movie? They saved the factory where they were making Pamela Anderson action figures at. Oh, okay. And I think it's supposed to, if I had to guess, it'd be like, it's like a callback to like how every now and then, us, like the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. are out here with Scooby-Doo or something like that. Also didn't land, but I guess that's too dated of a celebrity, I guess, perhaps. I just hate or... looking at Pamela Anderson. She's yeah. just uh, gross. Um, and then in indiscernible amount of time passes they're dressed like it's 2001 Freddy, there might be a title card that comes up maybe i don't remember what it said though freddie has a blue leather jacket on and short hair never seen the short the, the, the blue leather jacket before in my life and daphne's a little bit more modern and then scoob shag and velma look exactly the same and then i don't know one of them's working at nasa the other one's become a black belt now Fred's gone on a book tour. So either they've been gone for four years or nine months. And yeah. I cannot tell. Okay, here's something I'm curious about. I'm sure you're not going to have a problem with it. But it's something I'm interested in. Because I mentioned it during the movie. Um, 
I personally perceive the show as them being at like the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew like kind of level, um, where you know they're all in like high school or early college, and this is kind of something they do on the side. It's kind of quirky, but you know they actually you know mm-hmm. seem to make a little bit of money on it. This is like the job they do, whatever. Maybe they want to be the detectives one day or something like that. Whatever little backstory you want to give it, but like this is something they do, and uh, locally slash wherever they travel, they end up stumbling onto mysteries. But they're not necessarily like world famous or anything like that. How, yeah. how do you like this in the movie? them being like world renowned sort of like almost like Ed and Lorraine Warren except every yeah. time it's like oh we've it's actually just a guy in a mask you know yeah I don't mind it um, yeah I it, don't like it but I also don't mind it necessarily yeah it's it, not my preferred mode but it's fine in my mind when I watched it as a kid they're like fresh out of high school like yeah 20 ish um, and I don't know if you're going to make the jump of the Scoob gang to real life, having them be just, you know, on the news all the time and stuff like that. So people know them. I don't mind it. Nowadays, I guess it makes some sense. I guess, you know, there'd be a degree to which they went viral. Like with like, can you believe yeah. this? These teens like it's one of those things where like we're, we're jumping in here, assuming that everything we know about Scooby-Doo has happened yeah. already. It would make sense that everybody else in the world also knows, yeah. so they are f- as famous in this movie as they are in real life. Yeah. Spooky Island. Something that was a big hit for me as a kid is the Voodoo Man. I don't think he ever gets a name. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very funny growing up. I yeah, he still was... holds up fine. He's, he's probably the most like one of the most sound aspects of this film. He shows up and he's you know passably funny every time he's on screen. You got the ball guy with the tattoos. No, I'm talking about the guy who's like doing like the chicken ritual or whatever, and they keep saying like. You're doing all this, forever. and He's like, "Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. protecting my shack, you know." Yeah, love that guy. Um, he's great. I like that. Um, also, sound Mr. Bean. What's his name? Atkins? Rowan Atkinson. Atkinson. Yeah, great. Yeah. Just still got it. Yeah, especially the gag at the end where real Mr. Bean comes out yeah. of the hatch or whatever. That's one of the few notes I wrote during this movie. Yeah, is that Mr. Bean still got it? Yeah. I just want to read you the three notes I have in this movie. Okay. It was the bet that we made at the beginning where I was like, there's either going to be a Blink-182 or a Simple Plans or, yeah. or a Sum 41 song in this movie. You voted Sum 41. I went Blink-182. They got us both. Yeah. And it was Simple Plan. So who do we send money to? Please contact us. We will send you. I wrote that. I wrote Mr. Bean. And then when I write things in quotes, it means you said it while watching the movie. Okay. And I liked it enough. And this is the third note I have. It just says, I don't like dog. <laughs> Oh, also the Coast Guard's in on it. I wrote down that too. Do you remember that? Yeah, they which call is the weird because they show up at the end still. Yeah, it's the good Coast Guard. They show okay. one scene where the Coast Guard goes, they need help. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd never hear about them. Yeah. Um, from the rip, something that immediately stood out to me as a uh, child, uh, once they get to Spooky Island, is the scene where that dude comes up and he's like, hey, Becky, whoa, I've known you since the fourth grade. And she's like, get out of here, chump, and throws them or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that always just stuck with me. I'm just making a note of that real quick. Um, you know what looks just as bad as dog? Purple monster. Yeah, demons. They look awful. Just they, they look, look worse. Really bad. They look worse. They than look dog. way worse. What gets me the most about purple demons? I'm surprised you didn't put this in quotes. I said it, it looks like what happens when donkey fucks dragon. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I must have forgot. I must have already put down my notes and be like, this movie's not that important. Yeah. Um, I hate them. Uh, with a passion. Yeah. And I think, like, the biggest thing that, like, gets me about them is, like, whenever they, like, move too fast or they, like, squash and stretch. Yeah. Or, like, there's that part where Velma pulls on one of their heads, like, they've got a mask and their uh-huh. head just stretches. Yeah. And their eyes stretch with it. Yeah. It just so, like, I mean, what are you going to do? It's 2002. Um, They're coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best that they can do. Yeah. Uh, CGI wise but I just they look so bad like yeah. it's very clear it's looks just looks like spawn yeah like, like spawn. they're just one big piece and nothing on them is interacting or moving with the world or themselves yeah. at all uh, and I say what can you do you can make it a big rubber guy in a suit probably is what yeah, you could have done could have um I was just gonna say, why do they? What is Scrappy's plan to get them there? But it's it's Scrappy needs the Scooby Crew to come there because apparently Scooby is the only pure soul that in the is world. attainable to in the whole world. Yeah, is attainable to Scrappy because uh, Scrappy is Mister Bean. 
He's inside of Mr. Bean. Yeah, he controls him like a, he's a big robot. Yeah. Like uh, Men in Black. One of the first things that happens. Which is always a gag that I love. A little guy in a big in a, in yeah. a robot man suit. Good gag. Gets me every time. Yeah. Um, one of the first interactions they have on the island, other than Mr. Bean being like, hey, check out how these teenagers are different when they leave, is, yeah, you meet Tattoo Bald Man. Yes. Which I think is a great gag, too, with the Velma being like, I can see clearly how this is done. There's the projection screens there. No, I hate that. Oh, you do? Because she shows up on this island, yeah. and they're having this show for fun, yeah. obviously. I don't think she should have said it that loud. Because this is a theme park, yeah. and he's like, ooh, spooky, spooky. There you go. I'm yeah, doing right. spooky, spooky show. You're and she right. goes, mm, well, actually, there's a projector there and a yeah. projector there. And he's like, you're right. I hate it now. Thanks. But I, well, I guess uh, my soft pitch to fix that is perhaps if uh, they're chatting after away from everybody and doesn't ruin any fun yeah and she's like no i, I saw the projection kind of a thing uh you could have the plot move forward in some other way where like maybe he's you know because he's important later on maybe they have some kind of interaction and she I gets mean, like, she gets to have that little moment but definitely not in front of everybody you're right it is an yeah. awful thing to do <laughs> yeah. it to be at a theme park and yeah so you've you've turned the tide i agree with you yeah it sucks uh, but the thing about tattooed bald guy and luchador man and everybody in that gang yeah I feel like I recognize all of them, and I'm like, this guy's got to be a wrestler. Yeah, he has to be. None of them are anything. They've never been in anything. You know, it's 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 it's, it's interesting how pervasive uh, professional wrestling uh, still is. I, I was watching a YouTube video the other day talking about um, wrestlers in TV, and even like Steven Universe still has like yeah. episodes centered around professional wrestling and stuff like that. And I was just gonna say, we watch this, and for no reason, there's. A wrestler in this film yeah. and also we have seen everything everywhere all at once and there's an amount of wrestling in there film. is yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just interesting to note um don't know where they sleep on the island not that that's important the hotel we never see their hotel rooms this is, I'm not saying it's a. They hang out uh, in the lobby a lot. They do, they and then when the do. lobby gets destroyed, the hotel yeah. gets destroyed. They sleep on the beach that night. Yeah, couple things. One, do not like uh, Velma's love interest type. The guy who like comes over to like yeah, distract he, her so he can try to get the Zelda like, logo from her. Yeah, he looks like he was me when I was 19. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the him. Damien Ritus He's trying to get. Yeah, because he shows up later at the end to like try to make a move for real, and it's like, well, you were Zombie Man earlier. You guys don't have any relationship. You guys actually haven't ever met. No, I don't think he was trying to get the Damien Ritus Really? I, you don't, just, I thought he was sent by the guy. My bad. Then maybe he was. I think he just got monstered like everybody else. Yeah. And at the end, he's like, let's smooch, and she's like. Uh, 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 can't say it out loud, but there's a reason I don't like you. And yeah. she leaves, yeah. But anyways, whatever. So yeah, I forgot to mention, they got the Damien Ritus from uh, the spooky... What does uh, that mean? It keeps me thinking of Damien Rice, the singer. But anyways, they go up to that ca- uh, castle because uh, Daphne talked to Voodoo Man and Voodoo Man was like, do not go in the castle. And she was like, I know that you mean to know that she, when you told me not to, that I would, so then I would, but then you didn't know, so I did, and I'm going to. And he was like, What? And they go up there, which is a good gag. Uh, and a lot of things happen in that castle. I think that's where you get the fart off, you know? Yeah. Where... They got to eat their way through the fake sausage links. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, for some reason, a little person operating some of the stuff who hides in the shadows and then gets yelled at by Bald Man, I think. Because there's a yeah. lot of people in on this op. There's a lot of people in on this operation. Yeah. Um, and whatever. Long story short, they find Damien Rice. And they take... Uh, and yes, so Velma ends up at the bar talking to the man who looks like you a couple years ago. And, uh... But, I mean, before we get too far, we, we, I don't want to move past the one time both me and you laughed out loud during this movie. They do they do have the part that is... Oh, yeah. Ex- objectively wait, funny. Objectively over the top, <laughs> so much so that it's not funny. Yeah. Where Scoob and Shaggy are, um in like the room together and they're just farting at each other and then Daphne comes in and goes oh wait boy farts yeah and it's like okay whatever and then all of them meet up and they're running away 
and like they come to a dead end and they go uh and they like hide in like the suits Which, of armor and great stuff. bit i always love great that bit. i always love when people have to hide like that and then when the guys turn around the corner uh Velma goes, is like a wizard yeah and she has like a pot of fire, fire in front of her and shaggy goes oh no and he farts and it makes like a big metal sound like a steel drum because he's in a a, a, a a suit of armor and, and a fart then the explosion fire happens. explodes behind his butt <laughs> gold perfect 10 out of 10 yeah. i love it because it's only like a five second scene it's perfect short and sweet that's a good fart joke that's a great for that's a top tier fart joke them farting the room up and Daphne being there, so it's like embarrassing or whatever, and then she goes, oh, it stinks or whatever. Also, when you think about how they had to make the scene, it was just Matthew Lillard in there alone being like, well, check this one out, and just pretending yeah. to fart in front of a fake dog. Glad he secured the bag, because to this day, he still voices Shaggy Rogers and everything Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know when we're going to get to her or if we are, but go on about it all the time. Matthew Lillard holding this entire <laughs> movie on his back. He's uh, 10 out of 10. I love him. He is. Uh... I hate that he had to go through this to a degree, though. I'm sure he's probably a great guy about it, and he's like, yeah, it was sick. But that specifically, like, that's got to be... He's a... he's a, As far as I'm concerned, he's a real actor, so he probably didn't give a shit about, like, oh, yeah, I'll stand in this room and pretend like I'm farting. Yeah. But me, personally, I wouldn't like it for me, so in a sense, I don't like it for Matt. Yeah. I th I, I'd, I'd like to assume Matt was like, hey, man, I'm on the Scoob movie, I, or, or he recorded the R-rated version, and then they'd be like, we got to kid it up, and he's like... Okay, fine. I'll do. Yeah. I'll secure the bag. I'll do some farts. <laughs> but I th I'd like to think in the long run, Matthew Lillard thanks the existence of this movie every day of his life because yeah. secured the bag. As much as we don't like it, he's yeah. not the biggest movie star in the world, but he's been working consistently for twenty years as yeah. the voice of Shaggy. So, um, nor do I really think uh, most of his aspirations lie in acting these days. Uh, not to say that his heart's out of it. He's not. He's still knocking it out of the park. He does great in Twin Peaks season three. Um, but I've seen his Instagram, and he does like he owns some kind of like game company like board game company they make like card games and stuff very cool. nerdy like D, D type stuff it seems like he's also uh, super into nfts which isn't yeah. super but we'll do? cut this out because hey chris i'll have if there's one thing on this podcast i won't have it's matthew lillard slander <laughs> if i'm gonna buy any nft it's gonna be a matthew lillard nft oh nfts um so i think that night shit hits the fan Yes. Monsters start busting up everything. They That's an all right. With some hamburgers. Uh, they do. That's a good. I do like the gag again because it plays into the major plot uh, point that I feel like didn't land but should have. When uh, Freddy is like, all right, everybody, guess what? There's no ghouls. There's no goblins. There's no ghosts. Nothing. And then a big ghost smashes in. That's a pretty all right. I'm saying it's like serviceable. You can make that land. It's not going to be like the piece de resistance, like the crown jewel in your thing. But that's not a bad beat. Yeah. If I were to rework this movie, like I had seen this cut and I was just grabbing like what I thought worked and then I was going to rebuild a movie around it, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's a good gag. It doesn't have to exist in the lobby with this type of monster. We can put it anywhere else that it works in the new plot, but that joke mm -hmm. is good enough to keep because it feeds into that thing later where the reveal is that it is actually supernatural yeah, yeah we got yeah. the monster we got the fart we're building the movie here yes yeah. i wonder also if those monsters being so wild undercuts the it was actually supernatural the whole time thing a little bit because i feel like if you had something that was a little more grounded ish like for example yeah absolutely you know, you could still work the angle of like, oh, you know, but it's going to end up being like a guy in a Bigfoot monster. Like if it was like hairy and like, you know, more, a little more practical, like it could still work the angle of like, oh, is this real? Is it not real? And then yeah, eventually you could have the reveal of like, oh, no, shit, that's a real hairy monster. Because like there's a point where like she's like, all right, I'm going to try to pull yeah. the mask off. An 11 foot monster walks up to her and picks her up with one yeah. hand and brings her up to her his face. Mm -hmm. And she goes, nice mask. Yeah. And it's like, ah, Yeah. Again, another joke this. that I would take, but again, with it being an 11 foot tall purple people eater, I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not buying the joke. The joke doesn't land also. Yeah. So. Whatever. Moving on. They smash up the whole place. These monsters smash up the whole place. They fall asleep on the beach, which a second ago, and by a second ago, I mean they 20 take, minutes ago. Uh, they take uh, Freddie and Daphne. They do. I said they I had three points. Sleepy breath in their face. They do. Earlier I said I had three points. I already mentioned one of them. The second one was, I hate that they sleep on the beach. You know, tell me all those monsters didn't find them right fucking there on the beach. Great point, Chris. Right there? Great point. At least go under the boardwalk or great, something. Great point, Chris. What the fuck? Anyways. 
<laughs> and my third and final point. How they fix up the island that quick? Yeah, that's never explained. They what wake the up, fuck? They wake up and they're like, whoa, the hotel's fine. And no one's, there's no explanation for that. Like, yeah, there's planes of glass that I'm like, okay, that would have probably had to get getting flown in. Yeah. There's no way they just have that on hand. Some of the structural damage you can't just fix over. Yeah, night. this is spooky island. Yeah. You can't drive somewhere <laughs> to get glass. I understand it's supernatural. But what did they do? Exactly, yeah. Now, again, if it were a better movie, wouldn't bother me because I would be like, oh, shit, how did they fix it up so quick? But because it's such a stinker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a degree to which if it were in something better, you could slip that past me. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But that paired with it being a piece of shit and them sleeping on the beach, I'm like, I'm not buying none of this. Yeah. From there, they want to rescue Freddie and Daphne. Yeah. So they... They... No, I don't know where they go straight from the beach. Sugar Ray? Because they run into Sugar they Ray and They run into Fred. Freddie and Daphne, and they... That's when he's like, yo, what up, home slice, homesy? You know, Freddy's like, oh, yeah. No. Okay. They take Velma. Ah. Uh, and Daphne runs into Sugar Ray, and Shaggy runs into Freddy. Okay. Yeah. All and right. He's like, what's up? What does he say that made us both laugh? I don't know. I actually genuinely think that bit's good because of how much Freddy Prince Jr. just goes for it. Yeah. He really genuinely and is not embarrassed seemingly. He's like, I'm going for it. What it what, what, I don't know what he says that's funny, and there's something that they say in that training video that made us both laugh. Oh, yeah. Sorry, bro. No big whoop, dog. Yo, did you catch that new vid on the box? True that. I'm up to snizz off my all popular trends. Word. It seems to be a... Okay, it's more of a visual gag, but it's not bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just love that. Like, oh, did you catch the new vid on the box? Oh, yeah. I'm up to snizz off on all the latest media or something like that. It's just, it's solid. Like trying to modernize the term up to snuff. Yeah. Um, God, I wish I could find what fucking Freddy says on the beach, though, where he's like, yeah, dog, you know what I'm saying? But I just got to do a quick fast work, Chris. I got this. <laughs> In the process of trying to remember bits that I think went okay, I do also like uh, when I don't like that he has a little voice and they make it like, extra spooky by being like oh no but i do like uh velma talking to the man in the giant skull hat and being like so have you noticed anything strange going on yeah, and he's just like shaking good. his head no and she's like uh you noticed anything different about these kids and he's just like shaking his head no that's a good little gag i would yeah. i would also grab that in my ideal rework of the the film for sure um later on Yeah. I think it was either Liz Niz on Earth. Yeah. Or him going, What's up, dog? And looking at Super and going, Dog? Yeah. I think that bit works. I don't like uh, keeping it real or whatever. I didn't yeah. like Scooby saying Again, that. Again, Dead Dog made it worse. Yeah. But I do like, like I said, Freddie Prince Jr. goes for it. And yeah, him saying, What up, dog? And. Dog is pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Um, also, a little bit that I like right after this, they're hiding in that shack, and he goes, "Shaggy, Rikes." And he goes, "Yeah, you're right, bud. Yikes!" And he goes, "No, Rikes," and pulls a cloth off, and there's yeah. two bikes under there. Not bad. That's good. That's a not good bad. Scooby bit. Um, controversial take. Sugar Ray, not don't be in, don't be in this movie. <laughs> Sugar Ray, if you want our advice, if you want our career, your career to keep going. Don't, don't do be in Scooby-Doo. I read online that they asked Weezer, and Weezer said no. <gasps> okay, I can't lie. I would have loved if Weezer would have shown up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can you imagine Weezer Ooh. playing at a beach pool party? Yeah. Just not moving at all? Just, uh, That's one of those bands. I can't, I can't riff a Weezer song. but I could. Um, but don't get me wrong. Cringy is all hell. They haven't made that much good music compared to how much bad music they made. Whatever you want to say or whatever. I like some, you know. Weezer albums. I also just like Rivers Cuomo. There's something about him that's like charming. We I do like Weezer, yes. Um, that's a band that I think to this day I would still, like, if for some reason it was like, oh, yeah, uh, hey, I got a, an extra ticket to Weezer if you want to see him. And I'd be like, yeah, I do want to see Weezer. Yeah. I will see Weezer. Yes, Absolutely. I'll see Weezer. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I remember Weezer. my first day of college driving to campus in the morning. Yeah. I just had the radio on and a Weezer song came on and I was like, 
I should listen to more Weezer. And I just I, I think yeah. about that all the time about me on my first day of college being like, I should get more into Weezer. Yeah, there's like uh, obviously the Blue Album. Uh, there's Pinkerton, as everybody says. Uh, there's also a little record yeah, called there's... Maladroit, I think. Okay. Um, and then just sporadically throughout the rest of it, there's a lot of hot trash, but people do pick like, you know, they actually pulled it together on this one song or they pulled it together. On oh, this absolutely. One song. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as of late, I think they did that white album and they did another one over the pandemic and people love those two albums, but also intermixed in that it's like huge peak where like people are like, whoa, this is like really good. Like probably one of the most solid, like mainstream rock releases this year. And then they put out Africa. The teal album. The teal yeah. album. Yeah, I do like. Their, then, I like their cover of "Take on Me." Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that like white album, or whatever they did, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Uh, the one that had the, what is it? It's like California Girls or something like that on it, or like. Uh, yeah, what I is that one? I song? can't remember what that song is called, but it's very much so like it feels like New Green Day, where it's like, yeah. oh, we're just teenagers and it's summer, and it's like you. And are it's like Rivers, you are forty-eight year old man. Yeah. You're a fifty-two year old man. You're in that range. You yeah. can't. They're not girls anymore. You got to start singing about women. Yeah, <laughs> Green Day, you gotta you gotta let the teenage angst songs go. Yeah, yeah, that is one of the things. Real quick, just as a side note about uh, Green Day, is uh, just you can still be mad, but not the same way you were twenty years ago. <laughs> Yeah. You're different now. Be mad in a new way. Exactly. Like, I remember hearing, like, an interview with him, with Mr. Green Day, like, around uh, 21st century breakdown. Yeah. Where, like, I, like, someone was asking him about, like, being political and stuff like that or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm 40-odd years old. I'm not right. I don't have any new girlfriends to write songs about, so I'm writing about what I'm mad about now. And I remember being like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then I guess he just after he said that he forgot it. Yeah. Because the next one was like, "Well, I met a girl named Lady Cobra." Actually, you want to hear a fun story about that about that batch of songs? Well, I I actually am familiar with this story, but well, never mind. No, yeah. the, the, the thing that gets me about those uh, Uno, Dos, Trey albums, yeah. I think there is one... Well, pause. For listeners who don't know, he was fucking around with his wife and yeah, was so actively was like to, yeah. hanging out with and collaborating musically with the woman that he was porking. Yeah, yeah it's so funny because there's a song called Lady Cobra on yeah. that album about her, mm-hmm. which is fucked up. And then there's a song, arguably the worst Green Day song to ever exist. Where he apologizes to his wife? No, with whatever. Lady Cobra. Lady Cobra is on that album. Isn't there one where he's like, I'm sorry? And then I'm two sorry songs I... later, yeah. there's a song called Stray Heart about like, ooh, sorry I fucked around, wife. I'm, I won't do it again, I promise. Which is so... Uh... But also he had like a real big drinking problem and shit at that time, which yeah. we had for a real long time afterwards. Yeah. Remember he had that meltdown on, yeah. on stage or whatever? Yeah. It was inevitable. I mean, as I've said before, I've gone on record with saying like, and I don't mean this as a punching down thing. I, I feel like sometimes my criticism can come off that way and a lot of times when I'm criticizing people for things it's more so like a damn like I feel for that like I can sympathize with that like I don't feel good like Washington Bolt in the Bible I was like dude it is like it looks objectively not good for Billy Joel to be adored by this many people night after night after night it looks like this is going straight to his head and he needs some kind of assistance Mm -hmm. I don't know who can assist Mm -hmm. him but so I'm sure it's just a long string of that of just like you know because like I mean, you you know, sometimes you have like a really good day, and then like you know, maybe by that night you're like, back to the humdrum, though, you know. Yeah. And like that still happens. I mean, you 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 play to ten thousand people, and then you go home. Gee, I got, I got and it. you just what? You know what I mean? Like cheat on your wife is what yeah, you do, I guess. So. so it's just not really good for your mental health, left unchecked, or not being able to like cope with it properly. Even though it's a positive thing, you still have to cope with going back to reality. So whatever. We can get off the green tape for a second. That being said, the I'm sorry for cheating on your wife song. Lux, I like it. I like that kind of bit. <laughs> Bold move, though, to introduce her on the record with the song, then collaborate with her, and then a couple songs that are be like, also, sorry to my wife. Because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was going to say, is uh, really sad on the, the wife part. They've been together for so long that all those songs like 2,000 Light Years Away, those are about her yeah. and stuff. you know. And, it's... and she... No, not she. Jump. Yeah, Chump is about a guy that she was dating before they were dating. Like that's yeah. how. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah. good. I love it. Yeah, and then he and then, went around and found he fucked around and found out. Yeah, big bummer, big bummer. Tainted, tainted. But maybe they've worked it out. I don't know. I've, I've, I've just have. Yeah, 
Oh, no. read a lot that you don't really rebind from that. That kind of oh, never goes wait. away. Hold on. Okay, this is how it goes on the album. It goes a bunch of songs, then the I'm Sorry Wife song, another song, another song, then Lady Cobra, and then the song with Lady Cobra. Okay, so he's 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 getting his best foot forward. Yeah, I guess. Which is almost the worst. It's definitely worse. I feel like thematically for your album to tell a story, the I'm Sorry Wife song should come last. Anyways, where were we? We were talking about the Weezer. No idea. Yeah, I think we were talking Sugar about Ray. Weezer beyond the... Sugar yeah. Ray shouldn't be in this movie. Yeah. So anyways... They're monsters. To get back there. Then there's... I don't remember exactly what happens. There's the bike chase. Yeah, that happens. Oh, uh, and then we get the thing where it's like, oh, and is yes. A, a monster. The dog tries to explain to the man that his love interest is actually a monster wearing a rubber face. You said, oh, please don't punch that dog. And I was like, oh, I want him to punch this dog. Because there's a point where they're about to engage in fisticuffs. And I'm like, oh, I, I really hope Shaggy doesn't punch this dog. <laughs> but he falls into a hole in the ground and finds that weird ritual somewhere. underground cave ritual yeah. situation with the person soup yeah and he finds the soul well shaggy does because he follows after his best friend it's yeah. kind of a sweet no because he's like i have to he's my best friend um and that's when he frees freddie and daphne's souls they get mixed up which is the setup for the grossest punchline in the whole movie yeah hate it yeah freddie looks down at his daphne body and says i can look at myself naked yeah yeah. 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 Keep that one to yourself, Freddy. Keep that one to yourself. Keep movie. that one to yourself, buddy. Ugh. You little freak. And then they all get together and they keep swapping bodies. Yeah. Until they're right. False flat. That was. Why does it happen to Shaggy? Yeah. Shaggy had his soul this whole time. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Anyway. Then do we hit the apex of the movie where the plan starts to become enacted? Um. Yes, because they're standing there, they're standing there swapping bodies, and then there's a big explosion. They turn around. It's your favorite voodoo man. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, they've also realized that these disgusting purple monsters get killed by sunlight. Yes, because they come out of their bodies when the souls go back in. Yeah, and that's why they operate at night, and they need yes. the human beings as like shields from at the sun. SPF one million. Is exactly. What Velma says. Um. Sorry, I'm just watching our just stupid, stupid cat just throw food out of her bowl onto the ground and then eat it off the ground. Very peculiar woman she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's got her own thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Lives in her own world for sure. So anyways, then they hatch this plan. There's like a musical little montage where they're like setting up all these ropes that they can swing from and stuff and they get the disco ball and they bring it in because their plan is they're going to bust the vents open so they can get the sun in there and spray I all the monsters i will say right before that happens i it's it's another it's just like this whole movie i almost really like it yeah they're all on the beach together being like we can't do this we're not heroes and fred gives a pep talk and he's like you're the biggest brain i ever met and blah 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 and yeah you're the damsel in distress you get caught all the time but you go running into danger all the time and get yourself caught knowing that that's going to happen to you that's the most heroic thing i can think of and i was like this almost works yeah everything, it does almost work. everything you're saying is still kind of backhanded yeah but okay i'll give it to you we Go. also blazed past mr bean explaining to scooby-doo like uh that he's gonna be a sacrifice and scooby thinks it's a good thing yep 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 that does happen so anyways final set piece there's the big soul well and mr bean who is actually scrappy He's about to do his thing, which his goal is that he's going to be super powerful because he's going to have all these souls in him, and then also he's going to have these arm this army of monsters uh -huh. who can go out in the daytime because they're human being bodies who will save them from whatever. Some. So I guess his goal is just power. Um, Scooby has done the classic Wizard of Oz thing where he's now wearing the uniform of the enemy to infiltrate. Daphne is upstairs trying to open up the vents. She has to have a wrestling match with a man. She beats him. Um... Their whole pulleys and ropes plan goes up in smoke. Something fucks that a little bit. But ultimately, it ends up working. Everybody gets basked in, in yeah. light. I will say two other gags that I think work pretty decently is when Freddy gets caught not knowing the dance. Yeah, it's corny, but I actually think it's pretty funny. Again, Freddy Prince Jr. is just so committed to it that I'm like, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. 
Um, and then there's also the thing where Scrappy is a big monster, disgusting pyramid chest monster, and he's like, I need you, Scooby-Doo, and he's like, don't you mean Melvin do? Which is a that, callback. That was going to say, that was my That's a good one. third, third yeah. joke I liked from this movie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one also lands. I do like Melvin do. It's a good bit. It is. Um, uh, I will also say, they do it, in this one set piece, they do it like three times. When they start doing something, and then a rock band version of the Scooby-Doo theme song starts playing, and it hits every time. Yeah. It makes me happy every time <laughs> it happens. Like, it happens when they're, like, doing the police system, and then it happens when they're running around, and then it happens when they beat up Scrappy-Doo, I think. But every time it happens, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately, they overcome Scrappy. They peel the little pyramid off of his chest all of the souls go back into the bodies they're supposed to be in mr bean comes out of the hatch am i missing anything else what happens after that they no they talk to the news talk to the news scrappy goes away yeah mr bean comes back okay and then it's kind of just over yeah you get the bit at the end with scooby and shaggy yeah and then credits yeah yeah yeah. Gangs back together. You know, it's a good bit. What? When the Avengers all get shawarma after the first one. That's funny. It's kind of like Scooby and Shaggy. That's why, yeah. 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 The Avengers stole it. Yeah. Yeah. So how you feeling on this film? Oh, on Scooby-Doo 2002? Yeah. I want to give it a two. So an F? D minus. D minus. Explain the D minus. Rationalize uh, it. It's a bad dog shit movie. It's not good, but Matthew Lillard is good. I like Melvin Dew. I like the fart. The good fart. The good fart. Um, there's a third joke I can't remember. Mr. Beans not hard to watch. Um, and I think it's the perfect Scooby-Doo cast. Even yeah. if they make another Scooby-Doo now, I think you should just get all these guys back. <laughs> get a new dog, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I think the worst thing about it is it's just boring. Yeah. Like, it's not fun bad at all. Like, I had no yeah. fun watching this whatsoever, except for the Melvin Dew and the fart. Yeah, I think that's where I'm sitting with it is like there are a handful of very small things. I know this sounds like a big number, but they're very small things. But there's like maybe a dozen small things that I like. Yeah. And that are pulling at my heartstrings saying, don't give this movie an F, but I feel like I gotta. Yeah, so I gave it a D minus. Yeah. I don't know, I want to be too similar, so I guess I'll just stick to my guns. It's, it's an F, and it's a very sad F, because like I said, I yeah. mean... You know, let's just take it back to the origins. James Gunn did the first script. Let's just say so, yeah. right? Um, How about I zombie movie? have to imagine, to some degree, a passion project. And yeah. I have to also imagine he probably put some effort into it. Um, you don't think he was a gun for hire? You get it? <laughs> his last name. And the few things that do work, I just feel... And also, just I mean, it's Scooby-Doo. There's potential there. Yeah. This could have been a good movie. Yeah. And it's just too bad that it ended up the way it did. I just, I feel like, because, quite obviously, Scooby-Doo has not have a, had a live action uh, at bat since. And who knows if it will. I think you it know? has, but they've been, like, straight to DVD and stuff. Yeah. But there's also, like, uh, you know, there were a couple of movies. Like, there's the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie that they get a they get a live action swing at it. Casper got a live action swing at it. That was actually pretty popular in the late I, 90s. I, it wasn't. Was Casper a cartoon first? Yeah. Yeah, way okay. back in like the '60s and stuff. I have a collection of some Casper. Uh, I mean, I think it might have been a comic first, but uh, they definitely have some very old cartoons um, that I, I have on DVD in there. It's called like Casper Tricks or Treats or something like that. It's like a collection of like six of the little little cartoons. But anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's the other thing is like I wonder if it'll ever get like a big time live action swing like. Whatever live action they've done since, like, I would reckon maybe TV or straight to DVD slash streaming is probably more of the lane that it's been in. Yeah. 
you know? So again, it's just one of those things where, like, it's always sad whenever something like an intellectual property gets a mainstream swing and they don't nail it the first time because you know it's going to be a while before they try again if they even ever do, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, my personal pet project kind of example is, like, the Preacher TV show. Mm-hmm. Too bad that shook out like that. The initial plan was actually in the late 90s. HBO had hired Kevin Smith to do a one issue for one episode run that was going to be entirely faithful. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, imagine being given a show like that and being like, yeah, each issue gets to be its own episode. Kind that's of thing. insane. You know, that's insane. Um, but the problem was the backlash from the church was apparently super heavy. And so HBO backed out of the project. But um, instead, AMC picked it up and seth rogan and his friend uh like what is it goldman or whatever um, rick goldman something like that he's the guy who like wrote evan evan Gold- goldberg goldman goldberg something. Evan, something like that yeah but he uh they i think they wrote super bad together i think they're like yeah i think friends. they write everything together but anyways uh they got a shake at the movie seth rogan really does care about that yeah um and he wanted to do a very similar thing to what kevin smith did at some of the early screenshots of like storyboards goldberg. and stuff like that uh, some of the early screenshots he he he, he tweeted out of like some uh, storyboards and stuff like that were, were much more faithful than the show ended up being. Um, and yeah, I don't think it went over well, and I I don't think anyone's gonna touch Preacher for a little while. Although I could be wrong because The Boys has done very well, and that's also Garth Ennis. Yeah. That's the same author. Um, so maybe maybe at a certain point someone will get another Preacher swing. That'd be nice. Um, you know, another example offhand. I don't really care about Spawn. It's a bad outing for Spawn though. Yeah. You know, a very popular indie comic that carried Image on its back for a long time. I don't think... I can't see Spawn... Doing well as a movie, necessarily. Live action working at all, though. Yeah. It would have to be someone who, like Ryan Reynolds, has such a deep reverence and understanding of the character that they can just carry the picture on its back or something. Like, really, like, wow us with something. But, yeah, I can't see it. I think just aesthetically... Yeah. I don't think Spawn would translate at all i think you would really 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 have to lean into being over the top both visually yeah and with it. Like, I, I, but even i think it would have to be so much so that just I, I personally i don't think there's any way you could balance that yeah yeah i don't know like i said I, I i think almost anything could work if you really have someone who's like like believes in it and has the ability to make it something good <laughs> i mean like um Again, that's not me saying it as like a Spawn fan. I'm just saying I feel like there's got to be some individual out there who's just got it. Whatever it is. Not I even mean, for I, Spawn specifically. No, I get it. But yeah. what I'm saying is I think Spawn specifically, yeah. nobody's got it. Because yeah. in my mind, they're two completely different things. But yeah. that a Spawn, a live-action Spawn movie sounds like a live-action Bugs Bunny movie yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, conceivably, you could probably do it. Mm. But it's not going to be good yeah it's just gonna be a movie that has i guess bugs bunny in it yeah but also you know what i always want to watch real quick kind of said no what uh that 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 show where they were doing the muppets like it was the office that looked like it had legs i know what you're talking about yeah there was a tv show they did where like it was like the behind the scenes when the muppets aren't shooting and it was kind of like 30 rock style ish like yeah like the office it was a lot of talking heads and like it was supposed to be like a mockumentary type vibe i don't know how long it lasted I've but, never even heard of it. Yeah. But anyways, the ultimate point in all of that weird rambling was uh, there could be a genuinely good Scooby-Doo movie, I think. Um, yeah. I think the time is ripe, and this is the call to action. Hollywood. The world needs this. Listen up. Chris has something to say. I do. The world needs another at bat for Scooby-Doo. But only if someone out there is, like, really weird and they're, like, obsessed with Scooby-Doo and, like, uh, maybe they got a couple of good little indie projects on their belt and they've got this crazy Scooby-Doo passion project and they're, like, I really want to do it. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, like, "Ah, I don't know, is Scooby-Doo really going to sell? Go for it. Give that guy, you know. Or gal. My bad. Give that person, you know. I mean, I'm sure they're very busy right now, but... Give it to James Gunn. I wonder if you tweet at him and see if he wants another at bat. <laughs> Look for a Reddit AMA or whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to tweet him. Do we have yeah, a- just tweet, would you do another Scooby-Doo movie if, if offered? Do we have a Twitter? Yeah. Do you have it on your phone? Yeah. Then give it to me. Okay. Because I'm not logged in on mine. 
At the beach, buddy, would you still? That's how I'd word it, though. Word it. If given the chance, would you do another Scooby-Doo film? Oh, I'll come up with something. Don't worry. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Um, Just don't do something like, what's up, fart knocker? Anyways. Got James Gunn. Hey. Can you do another another Scooby do question mark perfect tweet alright well uh, we'll have updates on that and much much more next time but for now that's that mattress man If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... <laughs>